0: Internet, did ye make some unholy bond with that goat? This is the only podcast about movies. My name is Matthew Kroll. And I'm Shahir Dowd. Matthew, would you like to live life deliciously? Well, I I made that unholy. Yeah, you did make a bond with a bond goat. With goat yeah, so a bond would, with I a would goat, so I would say yes. Okay. I mean, have you ever... Go, goat stew? Goat stew? Yeah. Goat curry? Delicious, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Doing it. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, dear listeners, to the only podcast about movies. Uh, today, we will be discussing the film... The witch. I'm
1: so glad we're doing this. I know I've been out of the country. We've or been, the Vavvitch. The Vivich? The Vivich. Do you pronounce it the Vivich? <laughs> no, I fucking hate. We'll get into that. <laughs> okay, but then uh, I've been out of the country, so I was hoping we could do this earlier in the year. But I, I unfortunately, this film wasn't released in the country I was traveling to. Yeah, so with I, no sorcery, could we get it to him? I was so tempted, and I and I apologize, dear listener. I was so tempted to step over to the dark side. And pirate this movie. But you didn't. But you, I didn't. You, I waited. You stood your ground. I stood my ground because I felt like it was going to be a cinematic your, experience. Your
0: moral high for, horse ground. For
1: those of you checking in for the first time to the only podcast about movies, look for the other ones. They don't exist. They don't exist. We Google searched them, we Bing searched them, we even went on Alta Vista and found nothing. Uh, I admit it was only for a minute, but we found nothing. So, uh, so don't even bother looking. Don't even go out there and look. There is no other podcast. Just
0: trust us. Just trust us. Yeah, we're,
1: we're trustworthy guys. We're filmmakers. Yeah.
0: How could you not trust us? Our, we are, literally, our currency is lies, and, and you should totally trust mentally. us. Yeah.
1: Um, we are two filmmakers based in New York City that love to talk about movies. Yep. Um, we uh, collectively, even though we don't often work together, nope. we've worked on television shows, short films, music videos, a couple of feature films in there.
0: One day... We one day, Shahir, you and I will work on a project. Uh, I want to. We should co-direct something so it never gets done. Oh my god, we would argue so hard. Um, <laughs> Let's make everyone feel real which is what we
1: love to do. We are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Hey, Matt, did you know I went to film school? Did I tell you that already? Did no. I? Did, no, 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 I've never heard that. For those of you who listen in all the time, I am that obnoxious guy who who flaunts my film school card hard even though it uh, wasn't a great film school no shout out to victoria university it was still okay um and we love to talk movies we do a one-hour discussion and we we try we don't do movie news or anything like that we give you one week or more since the movie came out this one's a little old little old in the case of the witch a little bit longer so that you have time to watch the movie we do break our discussion into spoiler free and then spoiler discussions but we're hoping if you're coming to this podcast you've watched the movie
0: right um and we wanted to again we try to do things that sort of this backlogged mm-hmm. but again she was out of the country and I did youth so it yeah. was only fair and this
1: movie The Witch got re-released and, and I'm really glad because I got to see it on a big screen yeah um, if you like our conversation um, or dislike our conversation what Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. Um write to us at only gmail at gmail.com with your complaints, thoughts, concerns. Or hit us up on Twitter at OnlyMoviepod uh, or our Facebook
0: page. Or or I dare you to leave us a review on the Apple iTunes Store. Apple iTunes. Just like Jimmy jimmy did. Jimmy Jimmy, he left us a review, a beautiful five star review. the The two hosts are smart, seem to have real filmmaking experience. Look, just
1: stop there, just stop there. That's no, what we and need. vastly
0: different tastes. They aren't afraid to disagree. Da, 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 but it keeps it tight. The guests have also been great. See, Jimmy's really liking it, and it's not even there's not even a, a slight to you hating fun or me being <laughs> obnoxious, which I th- I thought was coming.
1: Uh, now to be fair, I, and I'm not sure if this is the case, but Jimmy Jimmy might be the guy who won our first competition. For movie tickets. Oh, so we bribed him. <laughs> I don't think
0: we bribed him. I think he likes the show. Okay. Well, Jimmy, thank you, Jimmy Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy. Uh, for that. Yeah, please review us. And if you know what, give us give us the star rating. Follow your heart. Yeah. But but just rate it. Yeah. Please love us. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the V-V-Vitch. The Witch. Okay. I just have to get this out right before we start because it has nothing to do with the plot or the acumen of this movie. Fuck them for using two Vs, man.
1: Oh, I love that. Why? I love, because it's a, because it's a poster, it's an old poster design. It's basically the way that you might have written a W, which was two Vs to begin with. And I, and, and, you know, look. We're wait, does it, it happen? hold
0: on. Because it takes place in, what, the 1600s New England. Yeah. Is that how the old English used to be written with two Vs? I don't know. Because listen, I, if it is. I don't know is, if it
1: was, but, but it feels like, if like it everything is. in this film is so is so pointedly feeling like they're trying to point to authenticity that I would, if they told me this is how you wrote a W in ye old English times, I would go, Okay.
0: Okay. Look. I would look. And I'll say that right now. I didn't do my research. If that's <laughs> the case, I take it back. But if it's not, if it's some stylistic fucking bullshit that just Ugh. has to do with like a font nonsense, like we need to make this feel different. Uh, I when I because I, I saw the trailer for this thing and I was blown away. And uh, my, my buddy, uh, when I was working over at True Sean, he turned me on to this trailer. He's like, "Have you seen this? Are you psyched for it?" And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. And then when the title came up with the two fucking V's. I did my typical fuck you. I I was
1: like, there's another reason that that might be the case as well. And I think that's more of a reason that I'm reading into the film. mm -hmm. But, uh, but I, I, I dug that. I think it was cool. Um, Just for, uh, again, we hope you've watched the movie at this point. If you haven't, the film is a, about a family in 1630s, New England, you know, around the time of the crucible. It's my Uh,
0: backyard. It is. Uh, Actually, I think it did. I think it took place in New Hampshire, technically.
1: Yeah. Oh, New England, New Hampshire. No, but it did.
0: Like, the, where the land... I, I researched that part. It actually... It does play, t- take place. Is this your
1: backyard? Is this... How, it, is it,
0: it, <laughs> lit, I'm not kidding you. It could have been... It was in southern New Hampshire. Or what is southern New Hampshire now?
1: So a family is uh, ostracized from their community or uh, takes a leave... Uh, a banish from their community and are moved to a barren outland without a local community around them and... Starts being plagued by some mysterious disappearances, and one in particular, which is right in the trailer, the youngest member
0: of the family is taken. Dun dun dun! So now Liam Neeson comes in. Yeah, Liam Neeson comes in and and dials ye old English phone. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you gave us the preface because I honestly was going to think it was the story of a young witch named Samantha who <laughs> fell in love with a human mortal named Darren. Uh, <laughs> Dick York, Dick Sergeant, <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant York, and uh, I mean that was just from our music. That's what I was going off of. Um, well, it's, oh, it's, and her and her pesky mother. It's interesting because which
1: mythologies are, you know, like for example, the vampire and the zombie, as far as horror mythologies goes, are probably the superstars of Super- horror. Yeah, you remember? Know, you remember that there was that cartoon show, the Universal DC Universal Monsters, where it was like Dracula and a mm-hmm. car and the werewolf. Um, I don't think Swamp there was Bank.
0: a yeah. I don't think it was a witch in there. Was there? Uh, no, because there was like Bride of Frankenstein.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the witch car- mythology hasn't really ever hasn't been done like this in a long time. And I feel like now I'm going to go right off the bat here. I freaking love this movie. I fell so hard under the spell of this movie, you know, to not to use the wrong metaphor there, but um but this movie you know, there's another show I've been watching this year um, and even
0: last year called The Nick.
1: Do you, do you know it,
0: Stephen? You've brought it up a, a few times.
1: Yeah, did I mention I've gone to film school? But uh, But um, <laughs> welcome back. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: even back a week, your welcome
1: is over. Okay, I'm going to milk that for all it's worth. The thing about The Nick, and it's it's related to the thing about The Witch, is this, I can imagine that if you went into a pitch meeting for to make a movie, especially your first movie, if you said, I wanted to make a movie sit in 1630s New England, told entirely in uh, the, the language of the time mm. about a witch that doesn't really appear too much on screen, you'd probably be walked out of the room and said, thank you very much for your time. Whereas if you said, I'm going to do
0: a zombie film sit in the woods,
1: you'd probably get your money. Um, the thing about... Or a, or a vampire movie. How many freaking vampire movies have there being? But
0: now they all got to be weird and like go to high school or some shit. Yeah,
1: whatever. Um, and the thing about The Nick was, I feel the same way about The Nick. If you said to, if you said to me, you're pitching a show about a hospital in 1800 New York, 1900 New York, um, I'd be like, oh, boy, I don't know. But then you watch the show, The Nick, and you're like, this is... I I. I didn't realize I wanted this show so badly until I started watching it. Right. And it's the same thing with with The Witch, which is I didn't realize I wanted a movie this pared back and this sparse about a topic that I haven't seen that much in cinema in 1630s with a commitment to old English di- dialogue. Oh, it committed until I saw it. And then I was like, I, this is everything I want. I loved this movie so much.
0: Well, I got to tell you, uh, it'll just like you said in last, last week's episode about hardcore Henry, how the experience made you a little nauseous and you didn't have a good time. I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but when I saw this movie it was one of the uh, worst movie going experiences, Experiences I've had in my life. And now that I've seen
1: the movie, now because you cause you were very good about not telling me what happens in the movie. Yep. And, and now that I've seen the movie, I I think that
0: parent. Well, you can tell tell the story. Well, I mean t- t- nine cell phones I count dropped. That means people took them out, were using them, and then accidentally dropped them, crashing to the ground, and I uh, prayed everyone's screen cracked. Yeah. Uh, there was a baby screaming. In the film, I mean, no, I mean, like at, at the, the film, the, did they and I, in the film? I think uh, you told me that they they were very quiet. It was a good baby. There was two babies. One was a good baby. There were two babies, and in one was screening? a bad baby. But oh. yet we're watching a movie where a baby gets spoiler alert gets spoiler pieces alert. of it. It, it. It's not a baby movie. Oh, like well, you could look. This is.
1: Are there any baby-friendly movies, except for those movies that they- Uh, Baby Genius (laughs) (laughs) 2. And except for those sessions where they say you can bring a baby, you know, know, which is
0: the two o'clock in the afternoon. Look, movie theater, this is my point, movie theater culture is so fucked up to the point where, did you hear that article that was swiftly (laughs) shot down about, oh, there's going to be a texting section in movies? Fuck you. And granted, AMC, great. They took it away because everyone yelled at them. But like- Man, they are, they are, the fact that they were thinking of entertaining that idea yeah. means they are so terrified. Well, here's the thing your experience was awful
1: and it sounds awful. And I, you know, like I'm gonna, because I'm a parent now, I'm gonna be a judgmental parent for a second. There's no fucking reason you should bring a baby to this, to any movie yeah. at night. The, yeah. the baby should be at home asleep. But, um, I was actually traveling for work uh, for when I saw this movie as well, and I saw it in the Arc like Santa Monica, and this is a brand new movie theater. Um so it's like very new furbishing It's one of those kind of classy upscale where you can buy a drink and take it into the movie theater. Ooh. New screen, really pristine image, beautiful sound. Right. Uh, and an audience, you know, because this movie has been out for a while, it was people who genuinely wanted to come out and see this That's movie. That's good. Yeah,
0: you had a good audience. I, I mean, had a, I,
1: did, I had a great audience. I had a great experience. But I have to tell you And I saw
0: it by myself. And maybe it's it's it's, it's, uh, it's the times or like whatever, I don't know, but like I'm having less good movie experiences oh, without a especially, doubt especially like yet again i'm the marvel head of the group like at the you know midnight releases of these things like it's all fans it's all the, where it's supposed to be and that's a great experience for that sort of thing because you got this is a movie where you want everyone to be quiet to shut the fuck up yeah. and put your goddamn phones away oh god
1: I, I i would be so annoyed if that was the case but but in the case for me was that at the end of this movie i i Look Here is the other experience I want to talk about a little bit, which is that when I was a little kid, I saw Jaws, right? Like I was exposed to Jaws probably before I should have seen it. I okay, think I was like, I want to say eight or nine years. So old. So you were the baby. Yeah, I was. You the were ba- the baby in this except, analogy. Except my dad was smart enough not to take me to the movies. He brought home the VHS copy and we watched it at home. Gotcha.
0: But it f- Jaws
1: was your Predator too. <laughs> yeah, I heard. There was a good episode. Great episode <laughs> with your dad. Um, when. I was a little kid and when I saw Jaws, I was so freaked out of the water afterwards to the point where after watching the movie, I was afraid to go to the bathroom because I thought a shark might come out of the toilet and bite my little picker off. Um, (laughs) It was, but what I mean- So now she here
0: is afraid of witches coming out of the toilet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The point is, the point is, is that, Jaws as a little kid got so far under my skin right. that it like as I lift the movie I was I was terrified. Right. And this movie, I had to walk home by myself in the dark. In the and, city. In the city. No, no, no. Actually, it was it was on the is in Santa Monica. So it's not like a city city. Oh, you okay. know what I mean? But you're also uh, not in the woods. And and what happened was, well, there was a little bit of forestry around. And this actually happened, this was similar to my experience of seeing the Bleo Witch project, uh, ironically as well. But at the end of this movie, everyone walked out, and I didn't realize everyone had walked out. I'd been to a late—I I went to a late session, so the the when the credits were still rolling, and I looked around. There's nobody in the theater. Ooh, and I was just fucking terrified. <laughs> I was like shit scared because this movie had just gotten so far under my skin. Um, and then walking home, I was just looking over my shoulder in every patch of darkness. I just felt so creeped out. But then at the same time. This is not a movie that trades in cheap scares. I don't feel like I, No, it, it works real hard for him. It it I don't feel I think there's one maybe like jump scare in this movie other than that this is a mo- deeply this is a deeply deeply unsettling psychological experience. Um I found this movie hit me intellectually, it hit me emotionally. And it actually did, you know. And then, and on top of all of that, it
0: did manage to be genuinely terrifying. Yeah, um, um, I wrote in my notes. This is kind of just sort of my my take on it too. It it has the feeling for you gamers out there. Uh, it has the sort of feeling to it if you haven't seen it of Bloodborne. Uh, Bloodborne is a one of the people I who, made, it, I know who it, make who yeah. make Dark Souls uh, from software, and they 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 train their whole thing is like. Uh, you're going to die. Like that's their whole fucking thing. Like they make it supposedly really hard. And at the end of the day, it's not, but it it makes death sort of have meaning to like, you're scared of it in the game. And the aesthetic of this, uh, it's sort of, this takes place in a sort of basically bloodborne takes place in maybe where the city, where the family in this movie got exiled from. Right. Um, again, it's different lores and things, but like the deep seated dark mythology, unnerving everything. And the more you dig, the scarier it gets, but like if you didn't dig and you walked along, like da la la, like everything would be fine, even though it's not. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I was, I was funny. I, I watched The Witch and then I came back and played it. And I'm like, I'm still here. Yeah. Like it was, it was,
1: uh, it, it was good. The, um, so what what would, you, I mean, I, I've said my, look, my, yeah. my, my, my one liner of this is that this is, uh, and I'm so excited by this filmmaker, Robert Eggers, yeah. uh, Brooklyn guy. Shout out to Brooklyn! Um, this is pure elemental filmmaking at its finest. It is a ma- th- this director, writer-director, has a masterful command of sound, image, performance, and storytelling. And and this film, I would be hard pressed not to say this early. This won't appear in my top five right. this
0: year. Um, I didn't have the the same lovey love love of it um that's not to say i didn't enjoy it I, I liked it a lot um i did feel like again let's talk about what i mean everything you said is 100 percent true i agree with it all i do think uh the it did start for me anyway uh to become very uh sort of predictable in a weird way again yep. but that's not it's just like hardcore henry just like you know a couple yep. other movies we talked about like that doesn't that's not a mark against it unless you make it one and i'm not saying i make it one but like i kind of knew from the get go like it's basically a story i've seen a bunch of times but told so fucking well this time that like that's fine so yeah. as long as you can get over that which i did yeah. um it, it 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 felt a little bit um Long, but I don't know if that's because again, it's I'm I'm trying really hard to separate my experience because the movie you is sound like you had the worst experience. The movie is a a slow burn and a quiet burn until it pumps up with its soundtrack and like and sort of the things that happen. But like it's quiet. There's tons of uneasy quiet moments. Yeah, and when you have fucking yuckles like just knocking their phones onto the floor throughout the entire thing, any immersion is broken. So I'm I, it, my negatives might not be giving it. as as fair of a shake as it may deserve, but like something, uh, the, the music I felt, uh, it was good, but it was very one note oh, for man. me. I loved the music. Uh, I love the score so much. It, it Mark felt Coven was the, 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 the apt composer. name, yeah. apt name, Mark Coven. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, it just felt like after the first sort of like, woo, like the first big swell, like it all just felt like dark, ominous tones actually, and into a big swell. It reminded me of until a- the chanting at the end.
1: It reminded me of a Johnny Greenwood's score for There Will Be Blood.
0: Oh, remember? Um, yeah, yeah. It reminded me though, and I, I, this is this is why this is why I know it didn't work for me, or maybe I wasn't in the headspace for it to work because of the audience I was around. But all I could think about was forgetting Sarah Marshall, which his his the character oh, uh, the Jason vamp- Segel's
1: the the Count Dracula. Yeah, yeah. No, no.
0: But his character worked on her show, and he was the composer. But all he did for this crime show was dark, ominous tone. So it always showed him in the booth, just hitting one note on the keyboard, going to. And this music is not simple. I'm not saying the music yeah. is simple like that, but it kept just sort of hitting the same notes for me, and and so I was just like dark ominous tones, dark ominous mm-hmm. tones, and big crescendo. Okay, no, it it, it
1: for me, I, no, and I could I could see that it's a, it's not simple in Compo, Com No, it's not. It's so, but but this it's, is, it's one of those scores like uh, Eyes Wide Shut, for
0: example, where it feels simple if you think about it, but it's doing so much work. Yes. And that's honestly, that's the whole movie. Yeah. This movie feels so simple. If you, if you kind of, if you aren't in the engrossing headspace that it works very hard to get you in. Yeah. Uh, You can tear it to shit. And that's, again, I, I, it's so funny. I I very rarely say, I don't like this. This is bad. And then apologize for thinking that way. Yeah.
1: But but this is one
0: of those cases. And again, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a great sort of refreshing, especially in this fucking schlock novel, nonsense of horror that we're kind of in currently. Yeah. This is, this is true
1: adult horror. You know, and, and I mean there, you know, I've read criticisms, I, you know, like on IMDB, which is like, yeah. Oh, this movie ain't all that. And it's, it's so unscary. And it's, uh, you know, like if you're not in the head space of this film, you could certainly walk away going because, because I feel like the head space that, that w- of what you're looking for in those situations is you're looking for the jump scares. You're looking for the, you know, like, what'd you
0: call it? Four quadrant filmmaking. Is that what you yeah, mean?
1: Four quadrant filmmaking. Like you that's know.
0: what horror is now. Like it's the same shit like that. And again, that's not what this no, movie is. Going Going back to last week, going back to Hardcore Henry, this is a movie that, like Hardcore Henry, is for a certain audience. Yeah. It, it's, it's for you, Shaheer. I mean, yeah, it's it, for... It's for and me, like yeah. And, but like, this movie I think, spoke to me so well. I think the problem that I had due to everyone else having a problem in the audience, <laughs> really, was this is this is the catch twenty two, right? So we're saying that this movie is brilliant if you're in the headspace for it, right? Yeah. but is it the film's responsibility to engross you enough to put you in that headspace? You know what I mean? Like, so it's that again, it's it's the syndrical sort of, you know, what who's yeah. who came first sort of nonsense. And I don't know the answer to that. Like, I think, but the, it's the same thing with Harker Henry. Same thing with anything of these like specific types of movies. If it's not going to hit these four quadrants, it's not going to engross everybody. And now in this day and age, when people think that the fucking movie theater is their goddamn living room, yeah. that's going to break it for me.
1: For sure. And I and I can totally see if that, uh, look, I, the, the experience you're describing sounds terrible.
0: And, um, and that's all I'm going to say about that, because I don't want this to be the review, the only podcast about Matt going to watch the bitch. Yeah. Um,
1: but. Um, so, so that aside, do you, it feels like we're, we're having the opposite experience of hardcore here, <laughs> which is the exact opposite experience, which is that, which is that, um, you didn't enjoy the experience of seeing the movie, but you appreciated what the yes, film was. Yes.
0: Uh, in fact, I will say the only thing I, uh, even from a story point, this is right in the beginning. So this is like spoiler, but the first three minutes, yeah. uh, I really hated them getting out like what happens in the town and then them getting out into like being ostracized well, because, hate that? well, I didn't understand what the fuck was happening. Now they're Just, speaking it in, the language. It's the language. I think I so, do you know why they were cast
1: out? Yeah. Because Ralph Innocent's character, William was, um, he was a man without hubris who, who felt that his brand of piousness his Christianity was holier than thou. And it suggested in that scene that he had taken the teachings of Christ too far. So I'm suggesting, like, you know, he might have engaged in self-flagellation. He might have, like, whipped some other children. He, okay. he he was a person who believed that that he was more pious than thou, holier than thou. So that's why they kicked him out. That's why they kicked him out. And and basically, the the township was saying, no, this is not how we're going to live our lives. Now we, you know, like he basically, and and because he said he says in his opening line, "Why hast thou come to this place to find the kingdom of God?"
0: And, and he is a person who believes, you know, like, and, and I just didn't get that. And maybe again, Mm. uh, it could be the room I was in, but it was very hard for, again, I'm not saying I'm dumb, uh, (laughs) but I will say that. No, that, that's, and that, you know what? That's what bothers me. I'm not dumb. <laughs> I'm actually pretty smart when it comes to this sort of shit. Yeah. And I didn't get this. Right. I, and, I, and again, and I, it might've been the language thing as well, because I is, think it's part that, yeah, yeah
1: because yeah, I when by his, the time. And also his voice, he, it's an English actor yeah. and he's speaking in a, and his voice is amazing. Now, Ralph Innocent, the guy who plays William, the yeah. father, um, he, you might've seen him in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's been in a few other films mm-hmm. as well. Um, I know him best as uh, he was a character in The Office who was David okay. Brent's David in in the British Office right. as David Brent's like hero. He was like the guy that David Brent always looked up to. I can't remember the character's name, but then in this film, he is so perfectly cast. Yeah. Like you know, again, I've always seen him as this kind of comedic figure, and here he's his voice and his performance is so terrifying. And I and there's something about to me the language which is. You know, the worst analogy is it's Shakespearean, which is not necessarily the same style of language as Shakespeare, but it's that thing with Shakespearean language, which is that you have to, like, get into it for a few it's pages. The, it's
0: the proto-language to the way we speak. Yeah, and and, but but it
1: takes you, as a reader of
0: Shakespeare, it takes you a little while to get into the rhythm of it. And you it. know what? That's probably the problem I had in the beginning because it throws you into a highly, probably the most talky moment of the movie. Yeah. And it's instantly in this dialogue I was not prepared for. And then it just goes into a lot of silences. And like when they're moving and when they're out there and they say one or two sentences. But like when they say one or two sentences, it's not a conversation a lot of the times. And I could have the time to sort of get what they said. Right. Uh, So that's probably why. Again, I, you know, again, I I know you didn't have the problem. I didn't have the problem.
1: And I was absorbed from the first moment. I thought that that opening was just amazing. Um, and and the and I what I loved about it as well is we start the film starts on a close up of uh, Thomason, who's played by a uh, newcomer and Anya Taylor-Joy. Is she going to be
0: in that neon thing? Is that her? Uh
1: yeah, she might be in the new uh um, neon. Winding Riffin um, film The Neon
0: Is she in that Devil the Neon Angel the Neon something? She's not in that, sorry. Oh. So so okay, ignore, never mind.
1: Nicholas Wending reference new film, but which you can watch the trailer and it has nothing to do with the discussion we're talking Sorry. about. Sorry. <laughs> um it starts on a close-up of her and then cuts it, it's amazing because it basically does a cut to every child in this film. Uh and there are many, there are four or four or five children in this film. One,
0: two, two, three, three four, four five.
1: five. Yeah. And it cuts them. And I, you know, like they all kind of look the same. So I kind of like it's kind of like hard distinguishing them. Mm-hmm. And then you see. And then basically they're having the, the there's this voice talking basically trying to give his defense of why they're out in New England. These are English settlers who have come to New England searching for the kingdom of God. Um, and and the, Spoiler alert, the Native
0: Americans had it.
1: <laughs> and then the 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 judge um, you know, basically says you are hereby banished. And that's when Anya Taylor Johnson, uh, Anya Taylor Joy turns to the father for the first time and we see the
0: father for the first time.
1: So it is a slightly disorientating. It's not like there's no establishing shot. Yeah, like, that is true. Also
0: no establishing it's shot. It's
1: just a close up. And I I get why I, they did it. I, I love it why they did it. It was just
0: a combination, I think, of all of those things yeah. that did not work. Because, again, maybe I wasn't. I, it didn't. Here's what it didn't do. This is, again, from a technical and from a filmmaking and storytelling aspect, yes, they did a wonderful sort of innovative, cool thing. Yeah. The problem with that is it it doesn't set you up to be ready or to be excited, in my opinion about the rest of the movie, Like it didn't set you up in that way.
1: It totally right. did it for me. Right.
0: I, so mm. I could see where that, and especially in, in you know, it, it, here's, here's a movie you're releasing knowing it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. It'll yeah. be someone's very specific, wonderful favorite cup of tea. Yeah. But like to do that again, takes balls mm. and I, it, I appreciate it, It, it. it you can but tell, I, I think it just, for me, I would have liked it to start sort of a little bit differently, but you can tell that the direct,
1: uh, uh, was really steeped in this world to the point that they felt confident to like start that way. And I, and I, again, if you, you know, like, if you buy on, if you get on the train in the first carriage, like right away and you don't miss the train, sure, you're going to love
0: it. Yeah. And I, it's funny that now I'm just talking about it and how I was talking about Bloodborne. Bloodborne's kind of the same way. And I don't have a problem with it, maybe because it's interactive, but like you throw it in this world and you have no fucking clue. Like there's a hunt going on in the city and it's dangerous and like no one's coming out of their houses and they're calling you a hunter and you don't know what the fuck's happening. And like, you have to learn it. Like you have to actively want to. And I, that worked for me in that. I don't. Again, maybe it's, it's the It's theater. that
1: thing though, which is that which is uh, which 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 which. Um, the film doesn't pander to its audience. No, it's, and that's
0: like, a good thing. I, yeah. And I, I, let's 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 finish my thought on that. It is a good thing the way the movie opened, even though it did not work for me.
1: Yeah, this is the, it's just so funny. This is the exact opposite experience. It's I know. I didn't or, want it to be. Um, but this film is so well cast. This is, the children in this are amazing. The adults in this are amazing. And it's, uh, you know, I, there's a, you know, I'm working on that elusive first feature right now. And it's like, (laughs) I watch this film and I just feel (laughs) it's, you know, when we had, um, when we had, um, Paul Trello on the show to to talk about world of tomorrow and, and sometimes I watch, uh, I watch, I hate watch things, not because they're bad, but because
0: they're brilliant. Oh, yeah, you have that issue.
1: Yeah, you know, like, well, because I'm a filmmaker. And so when I watch someone do something that I want to do and they do it brilliantly.
0: You get lime green jelly.
1: I get lime green jelly and I feel like a (laughs) douchebag. But this is a total lime green jelly movie for me because I watch this and I just I feel so annoyed at how good this director is. Uh, I met uh, someone in L.A. who was telling me about this person's next two or three films. And I was like, look, man. Do every movie with this guy, yeah. you know, like like off the back of this movie, this dude could make three failures, at, you know, like as one of my favorite filmmakers did, Steven Soderbergh, and and I'm fu- I'm cool with that, yeah, you know, what That's I mean? Fun. This is so good. Um, this is such a well cast movie, and they did the thing. Uh, they they very specifically said we are we're committed to this New England 1630 language, and so it's written very specifically in this like. Did ye? You know, like you said, did you make an unholy? Did ye make an unholy bond with they with with that goat? With that goat, um, <laughs> the only old Englishy word in there is and, ye. And all the actors are from England. So, and, and the director, I've listened to a commentary by the director, and the, and and he said, "Look, I, I, if we're going to be doing this kind of language, I want it to be in an accent that is native to these speakers. I don't want them to like be trying to put that accent yeah, on." Yeah, mm-hmm. Um And so. Uh, and and it does that amazing thing that a great Shakespeare adaptation does, which is that the the best Shakespeare adaptations uh, on film, at least, allow you to bypass the language in some way to read what the actor is saying. So, it, it, right, yeah, 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 you know, you know what I mean. So you kind of like, even if you don't, you know, even if the language is like clumsy to our brains. Sure. You understand through the way that the scene is set up and the way that the actor delivers it exactly what's happening.
0: And and again, I will go back and say that happened for me as soon as we were out of that fucking town. Right. I, you know the shot I loved in that
1: town was when they were like travel. It was like a POV shot and they were traveling back. Yep. And the gates were about to close and we saw some Native Americans walking through and they kind of turn around and look back at. Yep. And and the reason I love that is I like I'm um. Uh, this is going to get into like, the, the reason I love this film is that it, it, and the reason I love any film is if a film gets me to think philosophically about the way I am as a human being, uh, and makes me question it in different ways. Um, and this film completely does that. And I'm a, I'm a non-religious person. I'm an atheist, uh, atheist, agnostic, some kind of commit. Yeah. Just commit. No, I'm sitting on the fence on that. But basically... I be, like. I like to believe that there is an order to the universe, even though I don't see any empirical proof to that. Uh, and my and my and I believe in narrative, so I believe in storytelling. So, so what that means is like, I don't believe in the Bible, but I understand why the Bible exists. If that makes any sense.
0: Control what?
1: Yeah, exactly. No, I and I think it's a method of. It's also a method of like making sense of the world when when the world doesn't make sense. So and, and, and I know yeah
0: and I said control sort of snarkily and no, yeah there's true. obviously there's obviously that sort of controlling people but also I'm not even talking about like an entity gaining power and having a sway over a flock. I'm talking about people, humans in general want to know that they're even if they're not in control that there is a control.
1: There is a control, absolutely. And the reason I love that shot of the Native Americans is that that Philosophical outlook of religion and piousness, which is what um, William the father Ralph Enison has nope. so much, is completely in opposition to the Native American ideology, which is that nature that that nature is in itself a power, right? Uh, and 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 uh, like the thing, the question that having that shot in, which is very specific and very much like had to be put in there, um, you know, you had to cast two Native Americans. And dress them in full garbs to actually do that, just walk by. Yeah. Um, is that is that that sets up the question for me is do the witches like, what is the mythology of these witches? Did did they exist before before the white man, you know, before the English colonized America? Well,
0: not to not to get into spoiler town, but I think when we finally see the bunch of witches, yeah. They're all white.
1: Yeah, but but did they are they all white? They they are in the film, but I'm guessing what I'm saying is that concept of, you know, what this film does as well is make me question where did the witches come from, and like and like are they uh, are they a result of this christian doctrine that was so heavy or is that are there a response to it did I they mean, exist before
0: i mean the the truth of the matter is it's it's one affects the other the i mean if you want to look at historical sort of witchcraft or paganism or whatever you want to talk about uh yes the, that sort of religion uh did exist before but at at what point did it did it form versus especially like It's 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 balance and counterbalance when if you get this guy and his family and he's like super fucking like, I'm the most religious dude, you have people like that. It's going to swing in the opposite direction where the the other people in direct opposition are going to the pendulums is going to hit the other way. And that's
1: exactly that to me. The the reason I use that line at the quote as my quote in the beginning, because that line is such a beautiful rendition of that idea. Do you wish to live life deliciously, which is exactly the opposite of everything William tells his son? Well, Satanism—it's yeah—it's Satan. The idea of of um, of ne- of living life at the at the most selfish, at the most uh, individualized, right, as opposed to collective. And
0: Satanism life. has some interesting uh, aspects. From, again, when I was paganism, uh, yeah, younger younger and gothar, uh, I you know researched, I read the Satanic Bible, I did all that stuff, but like the the. At its core, the true Satanism is basically it's it's selfish, but it's it's this weird form of selfishness, which I again, I'm not a Satanist, but I can see how this works Yeah, where it's you do you do whatever makes you feel the best is basically how it sort of boils down. What makes you feel the best? Could be doing a ton of charity work, yeah. Because again, I again I go back and forth on this all the time. But like, the reason people do anything good is because you get a shot of dopamine in your brain, yeah. making you feel good. Altruism the, has its altru- tr- there's <laughs> Well, there's no such thing. Yeah, that's the that's the weird true part. Yeah, we're getting a little bit headier. We're going into space. No, no. But the, the
1: again, the reason I love this movie is it got me thinking in that way. And then and I then, like this
0: conversation more than I like the movie. Yeah. I mean.
1: Well, but then <laughs> the interesting thing is that there's a sadness to all of this. Which is which is the thing that, as a new parent, is very difficult to watch, and you know it's the first scene of the movie, well, uh, maybe the third scene of the movie, and it's in the trailer. Uh, but a baby is stolen. Yes, and and that little dad part of my brain, like I don't I don't know what it is, but but but, and I don't think they explain this to you when you become a dad, but every child you see is your child from now on. So anytime- No, Shaheer,
0: that's illegal. You can't <laughs> you can't think like that. You have the one kid. Yeah,
1: the, what, what you I mean, can't take the rest of them home. I want to love all children, no, that, all the children of the world. You're ignorant. <laughs> uh, no, but like, so anytime there's a baby on screen, I see my baby. Um, and, and especially when they're the same, you know, this is similar. It's just
0: like me when I see Iron Man on screen. It's, <laughs> it's like, my Iron it's Man. me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so a baby gets taken away in the like the third or fourth scene.
0: Right. Well, in a really that in that a, scene is great. Hold on. Pause your dad braining already. We're getting into spoilers now. We're going to start going through the movie. And you now this we were
1: spoiler. This is like the third scene. But right
0: now we're going to get into it because there's things that happen right. at. It's just going to happen. So spoilers now. You're welcome. <laughs> Continue your story. Okay. Um What happened to the baby?
1: Oh, my God. That baby got taken. Oh. <laughs> Dude, baby got taken. Uh, and then they do that thing, which is I really like, just fucking terrifies. Like me, my dad brain goes like, "Is like they hold a knife up to the baby, and I and like it's a real baby, and it's a real shot, and I'm like, oh my god, I hope this baby doesn't like freak out at this moment and like pull its hand up towards the knife or anything like that." And I was like, and I and and I've shot a scene in a film with a baby before, and the mother was just off screen, and the baby was crying, and we put them in a fire, and you know, it was nothing dangerous, but. <laughs> But, but like I've heard and I have felt the, the mother's fear. Sure. And so that scene just terrified me. But then the film goes all the way there, which is that the witch basically murders the baby and turns it into like a pile of goop
0: or something like she that. Makes a,
1: does she drink it? I, don't, I forget. I'm not, not I, I, she, I
0: don't even, it was very, it's shot very like, Oh fuck. You imagine the worst thing you possible. You imagine
1: the worst thing possible. And it's played to that amazing score And I and and then we see the witch either transform or we see some sort of process happening. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because, you know, like if you think about the reference I mentioned at the beginning of the film, Jaws, you you never see the shark, you know. And in this one, they open up with saying there's a witch out there and we don't know if they have special powers yet,
0: but they're real and they're going to do and they're going to go there. Right. And um, so, so something that this sort of grabbed me again because this was filmed sort of in my backyard in yeah. a weird way. I played a lot in the woods when I was yeah. a kid. <laughs> so did I. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, when you're younger, and I'm not even talking like little kid. I'm talking like maybe sixteen or seventeen. You do see things in the woods that are unnerving and that you can't explain. Oh, and, and if, you, um, if you, the the thing about being in the
1: woods as well is if you come across another person at a distance. At the wrong time of the day, it is, it, it is genuinely terrifying.
0: So I, we used to go actually camping up in um in a town called Alexandria, which back then with my dad had a cabin on the side of a mountain, no, no uh, wa- running water, no thing. We had a big iron stove up there. Yeah. It was probably very similar to the way that they were living in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it was a camp. It was yeah. not a home. There's no power. There's no anything, right? Yeah. We used to go up there. It was beautiful. Uh, there was a shooting range right off the deck. Like It was, it was a glorious New Hampshire uh, live-free-or-die time. But me and my friend Justin, whose dad co-owned that place with my, uh, with my dad, we would go exploring. We yeah. would go exploring all throughout there. Uh, and we climbed to the top because it was halfway up a mountain. And we climbed to the top of this mountain. And at the top, there's a clearing. And it looks like old... Again, probably around this time, foundations. Yeah. Just holes in the ground with stones built out. Yeah. And old farm equipment, like, but like old, like not motorized farm equipment yeah. rusted in these holes. You go, and we saw something off in the distance, and it was getting dark. Mm. And we walk up and we see all of these stones mm. are put around this giant thing. And there are, and I shit you not, I will never forget this, just pyres. Mm. Tires of sticks and logs, probably twenty feet up, like they stood twenty feet up, all surrounded by these different circles of rocks, and there was at least six or seven of these individually in certain spots around the clearing and around these foundations. We looked around there's no fucking tire tracks there's no way so let me put this the the cabin where we were at lower on the mountain was the highest road on the mountain there's no we owned the land up there, yeah. And there was someone else up there, and, and doing know. it. It, it, it was built ritualistically. Yeah,
1: it's it's that. And
0: where- we took the fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> went back to our cabin and did not sleep well.
1: No, no, I can imagine That's the thing about like sleeping in a cabin in the woods. Yeah,
0: which is another great movie. Yep,
1: um, is that. Uh, the, there is danger on the other side of that glass. Luckily,
0: we were heavily armed, but that was probably the only reason. I was fine.
1: <laughs> um, but but you know that also, what you just described also reminds me of like the most terrifying thing in the Blair Witch Project was when they would come across just like a pile of stones. Yeah, that was like organized in a way that nature should not organize yep. these stones. Um So so then the the interesting thing is so the film sets up
0: there's a witch. Yep. They're in the woods. But whose fault is the baby that disappeared?
1: Exactly. And you've got this character Thomason, um played by Anna Taylor Joy uh, Anya Taylor Joy um and the question the question that the film sets up or the 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 thing the game that the film starts playing is who is responsible for the witchcraft for the witch. Mm-hmm. And and the film and it's about this family slowly tearing itself apart yep. which I think is just Fascinating, and they do it in really interesting ways. So you've got Caleb, the younger son, who's kind of uh, growing into puberty, um, and he looks upon his sister slightly lustfully, and it's it's creepy and it's awkward and it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But you see that you see, and then you've got this father, William, played by Ralph Enison, talking about uh, how man, any human being, is born in sin and we are such sinners, and we must we must um, be forgiven for our sins. And you can see sin all around this family, at least their concept of sin sure. is just pervading everything that they have. The only person who lives without sin, as far as they know, is the two twins, the baby, who's just been stolen, and the mother. Everyone else has some element of sin as, as the Christian sure. doctrine. Uh, and so you can see how that, like, and it's little things, like, William doesn't tell his wife that uh, she, he sold her cup. Oh, that fucker! You know, in, in order to buy traps, and but that is a sinful thing, and and you can see how like that is going to slowly play its way into the into the way this witch is going to destroy this family, um, and and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Caleb talking about you know like kind of looking at his sister in that sort of slightly lustful way, and then you've got the ultimate sin. Well, 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 which I think what this film really plays into, but you're, you're sort of not sure about Thomason for, you know, the girl herself. Like, was she responsible for this? She, her, her. I never, I never actually questioned it. Well, the way she, the way she responds to the way the baby is stolen seems to be very matter of fact to me. Like she's kind of like, oh, the baby was taken, and we'll just continue living life now. And I and like someone asked that question that she is the witch, you know. Like and it's one of the little twins. Mm-hmm. It was like she is the witch, and then Thomason plays along and says, "I am a witch." And yeah, I, she and, wants
0: her. She. I mean, I've, I mean, I remember yelling star. at other then, little kids or friends when I was younger to just be to, like to buy into it, like yeah, go away, I'm done with you. Like sure, I'm bad, I'm evil. But doesn't that seem stri- strike you as a strange thing to do, given that the baby has just been stolen? No, it, because I don't think. Look, I think they set up from the beginning that she already is sort of a little bit of the black sheep of the family. Like she, she's not, uh, I don't think, honestly, I don't think anyone in the family buys into the whole thing as much as the dad does. Yeah. The the, the sort of, he he seems to get manipulated into it and, you know, by, no, I'm not even talking about the witch. I'm talking about like the, the theology, the, the piousness, but Um, but it's interesting.
1: The thing that the film I think really gets into, and the reason why I think this is a a genius film as well is that, is that she is entering womanhood. Sure. And that,
0: she also and, and this is the other thing too. I can relate to this, not the womanhood part, not yet. Uh the You're she, transitioning. She right is now. A smartass. She's the equivalent of 1630s smart ass when she was she said, Yeah, the little kid's like, You did it, you're the witch. She's like, Yeah, I am the witch. Da, 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 da. And that smartassness back then in that family is gonna fuck you. But she's also, again, she's growing up, she's becoming a little bit rebellious.
1: Like, I, I think she only does that to that little girl though. No, she doesn't
0: she doesn't do it, she definitely doesn't do it to her parents. I know, but that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of smart ass comment that mm-hmm. can get you fucked up. Yeah. In this world, but in a lot of like you can, you say the wrong things at the wrong times and it, it fucking haunts you. I mean, look at the fucking internet.
1: Yeah. And, and then the interesting thing that happens is that she, you know, that, that, um, cause that that gets back to the parents. Yeah. That playfulness gets back to the parents. And then, um, and then William kind of like, uh, you know, he, he take Caleb takes this lies to, uh, his mother, um, play, uh, Catherine played by Kate Dickey. um, and William accepts it. Uh, as Queen, well. of veil. Queen of the Vale. Queen of the Vale. Game of Thrones, motherfucker. Oh she, oh, oh she was Queen of the Veil. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, uh, sucking on has her baby sucking on them titties.
0: Yeah, um, her baby, her fucking ten year old, <laughs> ten year
1: old sucking on them titties. Um, I'm only saying that because I just watched Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which is that's a that's a line in, in that film. Um, but I, the way this film, the way that. All of that becomes more important than the actual presence of the witch itself. In fact, the witch doesn't make much more it's of a doesn't
0: appear- do much. I mean, you know, it's a steal and cook and kind of roll around and dead baby. And yeah. then uh, later she kills Caleb. Oh, that's
1: that. You know, like she she captures Caleb.
0: Yeah. I, 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 oh, I, Lord, that's- wait, was he chasing the rabbit?
1: Yeah, chasing the the evil-eyed rabbit. Yeah, and then and then he's he's led into basically the Hansel and Gretel impression of the witch, which is this. And you know, and it it again, it plays so perfectly into something that because oh, that was the hot witch. Yeah, it plays so perfectly into this unspoken thing with this character, which is that he's probably just about to go through puberty as well, and so he is sexualizing everything. Your body's and, changing, and so the the witch that is presented to him is this beautiful, voluptuous woman now what's cool about it is it's done in the way that would be voluptuous and sexy for that time it's not like our version of sexy right um and it and it presents one of the only jump scares in the movie which is that she kisses him and then her hand reaches the back of his head and it's it's an old woman's hand yeah uh and and then the most one of the most intense child performances happen which is caleb comes back to the to the um uh, to 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 the, their house, and he is somewhat bewitched, uh, so to speak. <laughs> you, yes, mm-hmm.
0: and you know what I didn't get, and yeah. maybe you can fill me in sort of as we go. And maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Why was the witch fucking with them? Well, I think because they came on her land. I well look to me or she needs baby blood no well see that's the thing is I think the witchcraft or she's evil <laughs>
1: the witchcraft on this level works metaphorically more than it works literally because there are things that happen in this film that are just like oh huh? like like when Caleb comes back he coughs up blood and then a bit half-bitten apple comes out of his mouth that's 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 bleeding. Yep. Um, hey, and,
0: which, which is bewitching.
1: Yeah. And if you were like watching that in any scene and be like, what, let's get, you know, I always remember Eddie Murphy doing his, uh, impression of what it would be like if a black dude was in the poltergeist movie, which is that the first time, <laughs> the first time the poltergeist shows up, we're like, uh, let's get the fuck out of yeah, here. You know, yeah. whereas like white people be sticking around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, um, but an apple, like a bleeding apple coughs up out of Caleb's mouth and they all seem to ignore it. Um, and I, and, and so to me, the thing about witchcraft in this movie is it plays bitter and, and I think it plays beautifully as metaphor, you know, like it's just this family, like not dealing well. And like,
0: but they, the reason I don't think it works entirely just as metaphor or like, it's it's not entirely metaphor because they're, and the (laughs) reason why the baby gets killed, I know the, the, that's the thing. Like they're making this an actual thing. Like there are metaphors that happen. I don't think the witchcraft itself I don't buy that it's a metaphor for like what, wait, what do you think the witchcraft is a metaphor for?
1: I think, I think witchcraft in this film plays into Satanism, which is that it is about,
0: but that's the, just an allegory. That's not a,
1: no, no. but I think, I think what it like to me, the fine, we're going to
0: jump right ahead to the final scene of the yeah. movie. I mean, cause which, the family tears itself up. We've been talking for a while. Yeah. The family
1: tears itself apart. Slowly. Uh, everybody one 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 except, dies except Thomason who Thomason is confronted by the, the coven leader, I suppose, which is Black Phillip, the, uh, the goat. Right. Um, and, and he asked that question to her, do you wish to live life deliciously? Well, we're not there yet, but yeah. Uh, and, and she does. And I, and I find that her acceptance of, you know, she, she comes across the coven, the coven of witches at the end and floats into the sky. And it's, a um, almost an orgiastic moment. Uh, and I think it's a, it's an acceptance. It's a, it's a, de- uh, a rejection of the puritanical mode of living.
0: That, yes. That, that- at the end of the film, the, well, first mm-hmm. of all, the witchcraft they portray at the end of the film is very different from all of the other witchcraft that they, because everything like that witchcraft at the end when she like becomes one with the witch, makes a deal with Black Phillip and like floats to the sky all naked like, mm-hmm. uh, that is sort of like the, that's the anti-establishment. That's whatever. The other stuff. Yeah is literally torturing a family for some reason. And here's what it could be. Yeah. Maybe it's because they're, they're on their land. Uh, you know, the witch's is sort of but home. It might just be Hold a rejection on. of the
1: father's Purita- Puritanism.
0: Sure. Yeah. Maybe they see a kindred spirit in, in the girl. In Millis, Millis Thomas. Uh, thomason uh, Yeah. Uh, and that, that is what sort of calls them to destroy the family, to put her in a space, to get her where they feel she belongs. Could be that. Yeah. Um, again, this is all stuff you make up in your brain to justify it. Maybe there's hints or the filmmaker had a specific reasoning. Yeah. Um, but for, for nine tenths of the movie, the evil is just to fuck with these people.
1: Well, see, that's the thing that I think is so interesting about this movie is that, is at the end of it, it feels like a rejection of purita- puritanism. Like it, and it's also like an emancipation of this girl because she is. We've she's even indicated to her mother, um, Catherine says that she's growing up and she'll need to go to another family now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so her floating into the sky is a complete rejection of that possibility yeah, yep. in her life. Hey, but, me- but it's sad because we, we know as an audience that this rejection of that life also means killing babies and kill and killing people. And so, right. and so it's such a, to me, it's like I, I completely understand the ending as a rejection of puritanism, which is something that speaks to me personally. But I, I'm conflicted about it because it also, like, witches be killing babies, yeah. yo.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you this. This is sort of going back into a little plot point that I had an issue with that I can't really remember. The two little kids, the creepy little twins, mm-hmm. uh, how did they die? It, it, that is not that well
1: explained, but we're presuming that Black Phillip and the sheep and the witch, uh, who are the, towards the end of the film, uh, that felt like a cut. Yeah, it felt like they may have. Uh, it's it's not as well handled. And and my criticism, I I have a similar criticism of the film as you, which is that I think the only minor criticism I have is that towards the end of the film, uh, it the director has a little bit of a. Hard, I want to say a little bit of a harder time keeping track of everyone and what's happening
0: to everyone. It feels like it gets hurried along.
1: It, it gets hurried along and like things and particularly the twins, we like things start happening to the twins and it seems to be it happens off screen and we're not exactly sure what happened right. to them. So I I presume like what happens uh, towards the end of the film is that William presumes that Thomason might be the witch and that also that the twins have made a pact with the goat who is also the witch. And for some reason, he locks he, them all. In he a locks them all in a barn, and there's a goat in the barn that starts bl- instead of instead of uh, giving milk from its teats, it it starts um, bleeding. Bleeding, and the witch appears there, and so I'm presuming what, and, and this goes to your point that you made earlier, which is that the witch is basically trying to clear a space to allow Thomason to join the coven, right. Because Thomason is probably of age to join the coven. Yep. Um, because then what happens is I feel that the the witch kills the goat and the two twins, but leaves Thomason, which also makes Thomason look guilty, makes Thomason look guilty. And I feel like the thing that's interesting there is that every witch in the coven has probably been through this experience yeah. where their entire family has been destroyed and they've been the one left over. Yep. And Thomason will some point in the future have to do the same to another. Yeah. At, you know, which, which again, I just think, it brings up so much conflicted emotions in me because I, again, as an atheist, agnostic, whatever the fuck I am, reject the puritanical view of the world. And I think it's so simplistic and it's and it's and it's uh, problematic and even dangerous. And well, ye- I
0: think I think, yes. But then we're talking about again the pendulum on the other side of the thing. It's like then it gets dangerous in a whole different level. And it that's gets, why I think. Yeah. And that's again, this is sort of going into my sort of belief system is like any. It's it's oh god it's the fucking ice cream analogy man like ice cream's delicious but you shouldn't eat it all the fucking time or you're going to get sick it's the same with religion mm-hmm. uh, satanism or or uh, catholicism like mm-hmm. it's it, it, if you base your entire shit on one fucking thing yeah it will poison you yeah. doesn't matter what that thing is it's just if you put all your fucking eggs in a basket you're fucked yeah uh and this movie shows sort of both sides and of I, that in I, this time. And I don't feel like the movie. This movie doesn't say
1: which one's no, better. I, I don't think the film's dumb enough. To which like, is weird. Yeah, to like say one or the other, it just offers this point of view. And I and I. And I just I, I remember I was talk, I was texting a friend of mine who's a who's a film editor as well who did not like the ending of the film who didn't
0: Robin just, hated the ending of the
1: film really yeah now, from why what I, I remember well what do you remember why oh God we're gonna I, we're gonna sit up it's a straw man straw Robin argument yeah right yeah, now. yeah we're gonna uh, sit I, up I believe she just
0: felt like it didn't fit the tone of the rest of the thing I think and if was I'm wrong the, was I'm, it the
1: was it the proof of supernatural
0: powers. Uh, no, I think it just felt, and it did feel different, but I felt like it was a payoff in a weird way. Uh, And I think I could see why people are like, oh, this feels like a different movie, right? This feels more generic than the rest of the film. No, I, to me, it
1: was just the perfect escalation of everything that had happened. Yeah. And also and, I
0: was getting really sick of the score by then. I will say, Oh no, I, <laughs> I like it. the chanting once it hits. Oh, I loved it. I loved, I loved it. And
1: oh man, that voice of black Phillip. So black Phillip.
0: Oh yeah. So let's talk about that. Then we got to do final thoughts. Uh, black Phillip, finally this goat that eventually kills the father. Yeah. Uh, black Phillip, uh, she basically starts yelling at this goat being like, talk to me you fucking goat. Like we all know you're evil now. Like it's mm-hmm. whatever. And then Black Phillip comes on with the coolest sounding voice and offers her like all like, you know, you want a pretty dress. Do you want to taste butter? Do you want to live life deliciously? You know, whatever. And you you have to grab this book, you know, write your name in this book. And she's like, I don't know how to write my name. And his last line is I'll guide your hand.
1: And you see. And the coolest thing about the cinematography there is you see the outline. You see
0: you see his boot. You see the hint of a figure. You You see it's, it's a boot and it has a spur on it like it's. Really, I thought yeah. it was,
1: I, I thought it was at face level to her.
0: No, the, eventually you do. I'm, I'm, and again, unless I dreamt this, and right in, guys, seriously, I, listeners, if I'm wrong, but I remember distinctly seeing Black Phillips' boot, and it mm-hmm. had a spur, like a, like a cowboy spur. Right.
1: It's, I mean, whatever the mythology was, I was like, because because you're at this point, you're not sure, you're still wondering if if Thomason is the witch. Yeah. And you don't know like how And the finally com- you
0: hear him speak and it's and- like and
1: she's talking to him, she's like, Can you hear me? Do you understand my English? And then there's silence and then
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you see yeah. Oh uh,
1: I just look that is
0: That was a great moment.
1: That's that's to me is the
0: definition of true horror. I think what Robin had said was it could have ended right with her signing the book.
1: Uh, yeah, it could have, but I... I I, I think, I, and again, I hope I'm not... I loved seeing the witches, and then I... Like you the, like boobs. I, my butt mainly. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but, then, but then seeing them float into the sky, yes. and then... I liked and, it. I thought it was cool. And then seeing her float into the sky, I think was just a perfect encapsulation of the conflicted feelings I had. Not about the movie. I think the movie is genius. But about where this character is going. Because I, I genuinely... Was worried about her, and and part of me was like, I'm worried for her being part of this family, and I'm worried about her being part of this new family that she's found. And it, and it, you know, because it, you know, one of the things that I always think about religion, uh, and you know, right in if, you, if you're a religious person, is that I think most religions are not places for women. I, I don't a, know
0: enough. I, uh, I think a
1: lot of religions tend to tend to not be kind to women. You know, not treat women's
0: the distinction between you know, it feels to me the long-standing old-school religions. I can see that. Yeah,
1: not being kind to women. So, so so I was, this again, pendulum swinging the other way. Women ain't gonna be kind to you. And and but then you know, I'm conflicted because she is basically entering a new family, which I think, it, you know, which you could argue is being led by another man, and in a way that is also equally dangerous.
0: Uh, more well, right, not and equally again. I dangerous, don't know but, the, but the very the interesting thing about Bla, uh, Black Phillip is yes, it's it's a man, but it's not a man.
1: It's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. It's an
0: entity. Uh, but yeah. uh, but
1: do you feel that the witches themselves are beholden to that entity, and it feels like a Masculine entity?
0: The witches in this movie are are no. I I, I don't think gender takes a, a point in Black Phillip, but there it is. It is a sort of thing where it's like. Well, look, it's interesting that Black Philip is a is a male voice clearly a male voice sure but if i have to pick again that's just tone to me that's like what sounds strong and dark yes that happens to me a man's voice that could have been a female's voice though
1: that that like you could have done but not but not
0: on on a on a animal level i I, you can't do that I, you, I think, you would I, not get the same type of fear. You'd I, get a psychological fear, but you would not get. I think I, I
1: disagree with you. I think you could have had a female voice, but I think it's a it's a specific choice. Well, to think have about a male it. Voice. Think about it.
0: Think about the different types of creepy voices uh, that you hear in your head every day. You what? You don't.
1: Yeah, but um, I, I'm saying like I, to me, you could have a creepy female voice and it would work. Yes, but the power. You're uh, saying you're getting to something dangerous here, which is you're saying that only a male voice would be scary at that moment which I just disagree with.
0: I'm not saying that only a male voice would be scary at that moment. I'm saying if you're trying to, uh, there's different types of fear. Yeah. That voice. It just happens to be a male voice in this particular moment is the most scary voice I can think of
1: that you can think of. But I, I think as you could have a female voice in there and still be scary, and it's interesting because from out from our point of view as fil- as the watchers of this film, the one presence of evil has been femininity. It's been women, and so to choose to have that voice voice be the voice of a man to me is an interesting choice. And I'm saying you could it would make logical sense to me if that was the voice of a female because of the the voice of the antagonist presence in this film has always been female.
0: I know why they chose not to do it. Then, from a store, from a structure standpoint, is they don't want they don't want them to think that Black Phillip is the witch. Uh the witch has been entirely female the entire time. Right. You have a female voice, but, but Black, it's now the witch talking.
1: But Black, Phil- but it doesn't have to be the witch. You, we've established at the end that there are. Many I know, but witches. they're
0: trying. Can we agree that they are trying to? make Black Phillip be like he's the devil. The devil or some dark entity And there's is...
1: No, I mean, it's an entirely made-up thing. There's no reason why the devil can't be a woman.
0: I know, Shaheer. <laughs> yeah. You're not following what I'm saying. All I'm saying is they picked the right voice. They did. And that was- voice happens to be male. And I will say this. I'm not saying a woman's voice can't be creepy or scary. I'm saying in our dumb lizard hmm. brains, a deep tonal voice like that that's also a fucking it, whisper
1: it wasn't deep and tonal that's the thing that was creepy about that voice to me it was that it was it was, it was like soft
0: th- but yeah. no, but it was deep i'm not saying mm-hmm. listen to it again yeah. it was deep it was soft and whispery it took this what would normally be sort of a masculine sort of grumble mm-hmm. down to a whisper and it made it so off-putting
1: but but the thing that about what you're saying that kind of troubles me a little bit is you're saying that 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 in order for it to be lizard brain scary to the audience it needs to be a male voice and i'm I, saying I, it
0: needs to be the tone it was and I, let's even i'm going to deconstruct this even further let's say it could be a woman yeah and that's what i'm saying but, what, but, but i'm not saying they could have had a female voice black philip could be a woman. the character could be a woman. We are yeah. assigning gender based on the tone of the voice.
1: And I think that's an interesting choice that the film makes, which is that because they could have had any voice in there and this voice is creepy. You're going back and forth now I'm getting confused as to do you have a problem with it being? No, I don't. I think it's interesting that it is a male. okay because the the antagonist voice in this film or the antagonist in this film up until this point, have been female. But
0: you're saying you're saying but interesting what, what, in the way that you say interesting when you don't like a thing.
1: No, no, I I I think uh, <laughs> that's I, your polite way no, of no, saying I find it interesting because because it brings so much conflict in me personally. Because because on the one hand, okay. I, I appreciate I like that that essentially the film kind of makes a stand towards emancipating this one character, Thomason. Right. Yep. Like it's like she is broken free from the Puritanism that, that
0: would inevitably and being reshackled into another baby fan. killing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's interesting. Now it could be a female voice and it would still be interesting to me, you know? Right. Like, sure. And, and there was just something about the way you said that it could only be a male voice. The
0: point I never actually said it could only be a male voice. You kind of put those words in my <laughs> mouth. What I said was the perfect level of tone and everything I'm saying it when, was a male it, voice. Yes. If you, if you, if, Something that is threatening. Yeah. Can only be male. No. <laughs> what, what are you going to be scared of more? And this, again, this goes back to what is, what is again, normally in, in, in and this is not always the case. This is just like in humans, like a lot of, like, a lot of times the, the female of the species is far deadlier than the male. Yeah. Uh, but like, to me, a lot of times, depending on what it is, if we're going solely on voice, yeah, a dark, deep male, whispery voice to me is scarier than. That, and
1: that's fine if, but, that's I, the, but I, I don't think this film has to do that, and I don't, and I think this film could have equally had a female voice in there that would have worked just as scarily. What I'm saying is, I think they made a conscious choice to make it a male.
0: Sure, of course they did. This movie was well thought out, but yeah, what's the what's the point?
1: Well, you're saying that that.
0: I'm I, I, saying it's the perfect voice. That's all I'm saying. But it but it also And you've is, built it into this weird, like, no, I'm, you think only men are scary.
1: Well, that's just what you said, is that to you, the most terrifying voice is a deep male voice, right? That, I, that, which is the voice that they used. Yeah, but I'm saying it doesn't... It, if they found another voice actress or a female voice, that could be equally deep and terrifying to you. Sure. Right? That And that's that's what I'm saying. It could, it could equally be a female. What I'm saying is, it's interesting and I think it brings up a lot of questions that they chose it to be another male voice given that the, the sole antagonist of this film has been a female
0: presence. And again, I think they did that on a sole story structured moment so that you didn't get confused that the witch and Black Phillip were the same person. I think they wanted you that's to think a, that's that, there was more a,
1: that there was a rational explanation. Well, that's what I said
0: in the fucking beginning. <laughs> I, but, that's what I said. Rewind the tape, Shahir. <laughs> yeah. the, the, what I'm saying is that just from a structure standpoint, and again, we've said Black mm. Phillip is a thing. It's yes. not a man or a woman. It's a thing. So they wanted to make sure that the witch and that thing were two different things that the audience, the thing is what is making the witches. Right. The witches are serving the thing. But is Is that Satanism? Is that... Uh, a demon is that sort of nature incarnate. Like you don't fucking know. Uh, The it
1: has a distinctly male voice.
0: Sure. And that is, and, and, and you just keep going back. I don't, I don't get the circle. We've already agreed three times and you keep trying to go back. Like we should be done with this conversation.
1: (laughs) I just, I mean, it's just something you said about, about, it could it could I think only you, you what you said was it could only be scary if it was a male voice. I don't think I said you that did, we'll go you back you did say that we'll go back like again the the conflict that i have and the thing part of me enjoys the idea that this that thomason is emancipated from this male patriarchy in this in this film like this male Top-down society that chooses where she goes and where she'll end up. Sure. And now she is being basically emancipated. I know. From that. I know.
0: We you said we yeah. we both then- said this shit three times
1: in a circle. Let's just finish it up. But it's interesting that she goes into another family that is a into into ostensibly a new family with a male voice. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> exactly was just something about what you said where... Oh, I can't it, wait to go back and prove <laughs> you fucking we're gonna go wrong. We're
0: going to go back on this tape. Uh, Listeners,
1: yeah. write us in. Yeah. Please do. We would love to hear your take on yeah.
0: this. All right, so we've been going on about this for a long-ass time. Shaheer, final thoughts, go. Um, if it hasn't been made clear at this point already, I... You think it's
1: okay. I, I adore this film. Um, I think this is one of the finest debuts by a new filmmaker I've seen in a long time. and And I think... To me, this film enters the pantheon of great, not just great horror cinema, because it truly is an unnerving experience that I would rank up there with Jaws, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Descent, The Exorcist, those kinds of films. Um, truly, truly a transcendent. Oh, The Descent, yeah. Yeah, I love The Descent yeah. as well. Um, I, I think it truly is a transcendent experience, and I think it enters not just the, pa- the, the pantheon of great horror cinema, has to like doesn't need the caveat horror cinema. It is just great cinema that happens to be horror, and this is one of those films. I will I will blind buy this Blu-ray. Um, I, I would uh, I think this is a masterclass in filmmaking from such a young filmmaker, which is why I watch it with lime jelly. Um, <laughs> and I I you know Robert Eggers, if you ever listen to this podcast. Hey, please come on the show. We'd love to have you on. Yeah, so I could I could gush weepily uh, uh, upon you in person, but also um, I mean, I'll just buy a beer. <laughs> I, I hear Robert Eggers is making the new uh, a remake of Nosferatu. I mean, that's perfect. That's fucking it, perfect. It is perfect. Although this will be the third Nosferatu film. Uh, I don't know if we need it. Yeah, but when's but, the last but, one? Uh, it was nineteen seventy three. Yeah, with it's time. Werner Verna Huzoff. It's time. But but I will say this is that his. Whatever this dude makes next, I am on
0: board the Robert Eggers train go see this movie. Live action Powerpuff Girls <laughs> 2017. I would still go. I see know that. you would. Yeah. Uh, no, and I agree with most of that stuff. Again, it, there's a there's a price of admission for me. There's there's you need to be on board and it doesn't do uh, everything to get you on board itself, but that's because it's unapologetic and I appreciate that far more than a film that panders. So yeah, go see it. See if it's your cup of tea and don't bring your fucking baby. <laughs> Shahir. when you're not inserting gender issues into play, is that they don't really have a place in the conversation. Where can people find you? Oh, please, Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so interested to wind this one back.
1: Um, uh, you can find me at www.shahirdowd.com S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D uh, That's where all my links to Facebook, Instagram,
0: Twitter, all that stuff is there.
1: Uh, as always, I'm talking about this music video with robots that will eventually come
0: out. I want to see it. Yeah, I, you have seen it. I've I seen think. like the pre and yeah, the thing. Yeah, I want to yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, get, get it. Get, Get it, it done. done. <laughs> Nigel, if you're listening. Hey, Nigel. <laughs> Nigel. Hi, buddy. We've never met. Uh, I love your work. I'd like to see it. <laughs> so there we go. Um, yeah. And you can find me at Matthew MatthewKroll, M A T T H E W K R O L.com for my life and works. You can also follow me on Instagram at Skeletor, the number four P R E Z, or Emperor MSK on Twitter. Um, this has been the only podcast about the Vitch. Oh, Witchy Woman? You want to do Witchy Woman? Yeah, I like that Witchy Woman.
1: Notice it wasn't Witchy Man. It wasn't Witchy, witchy Man. man. <laughs> was they witchy made a distinct a choice. choice.
0: Could it be a man? Can a witch be a man, Shaheer? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Okay, well, we agreed on that. Witchy one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See you next
0: week.